Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right. You made it through all of the Nashville Rock and Pod 2 recap episodes and uh, kind of a tie-in still to the Rock and Pod Expo. Uh, we're going to be joined in a little bit here by a gentleman, and I do use that term loosely, who was unable to attend the expo this year, is greatly missed, uh, someone I enjoyed meeting in year one, and uh, it's somebody whose show I've been on multiple times. If, if you're listening to this show and you're not familiar with the Cobras and Fire podcast, that is definitely a show that I highly recommend. It's unlike any other show, even though there are other shows out there on the internet that claim to be comedy and rock podcasts. Uh, this one's actually funny, and... I only go on shows I like and proof positive. I've been on Cobras and Fire multiple times. We did a huge discography review of Alice Cooper and of Megadeth. Go back and listen to those. You know, like I said, go subscribe to their feed and you'll find all this stuff. And there were a couple of instances where I just took over the show entirely. And there are two unique Rock Strikes 10 episodes really on the Cobras and Fire feed that you're not going to hear on this feed so if i if i can recommend covers and fire any more than i possibly could just now there's just no way that i can so i shouldn't be talking too long on the intro here long story short we are going to be joined by loose cannon of covers and fire and he's going to pick uh what i initially requested to do his top 10 desert island uh he has a little bit of a twist on it so whichever friend of the show that recently let me know that he likes the long episodes this is especially for you so sit back Maybe not relax so much. Maybe uh, cringe in your seat for the next couple of hours. And we're going to be joined by Loose Cannon of Cobras and Fire. So we take you now to that talk. Enjoy. See you at the end. Loose Cannon, I want to thank you for coming on Rock Strikes 10 this week. And, you know, I know this isn't really our world for guys like us, but I'm really intrigued about what your desert island is. So that's why I had you come on here today. Uh, what my desert island is? You mean like the bahamas you want to know what i own what the hell does that even mean well i as much as i'd be interested <laughs> to find out what you own um i think we're gonna take it uh in a more uh direct manner and go with your top 10 favorite albums of all time which is you know of course the kids like to say desert island at this point so but that's uh once again another reason why i have you on uh that's why i like cobras and fire that's why i listen to the show the, for the quick wit and to keep me on my toes whether i'm a listener or a participant so i see yes you've been on our show i've been on your show a few times i appreciate the invite i've been invited a lot more more uh frequently as and i've actually been invited period i've done a couple of vip episodes with uh steven michael of growing up rock i've done one with victor uh, of the expo coming up so i appreciate it i'm actually being invited i'm the uninvited so thank you joey i do appreciate it very much it's an honor yes we were having each other on each other's shows before it was cool you know so yeah, that's yeah. true all right let's get into loose cannons top 10 desert analysts now first of all before we start off 
Are these in any order or no order? And either way is fine. Zero order, and I do have to go into this whole uh, Desert Island thing in a moment. But you want to just, you know, basically it's my ten favorite albums, right? And yes. if I'm stuck any, on an island, this is what I would ha- have with me? As of today, yes. Okay. For First off, I'm going to throw a twist on there a little bit because I've <laughs> never understood the Desert Island um, concept to begin with. So ex- 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 describe this island that I'm on. Why am I there to begin with? <laughs> Um, well, with you know your infinite income, uh, I'm assuming that this was a uh, a private yacht <laughs> and, that crashed. Uh, that crashed, though. Yes, yes, exactly. What about what about like uh, is it like a situation like Lost where we where I crash and there's a hatch? I, mean, I want to know what kind of equipment I'm going to be using. I'm going to crawl down a hatch and find like a, a you know like a, a record player from 1950 along with some conspiracy films. What, what's going on here in this island? Yes, yes. As long as you have and and for some reason they're so ahead and nothing makes sense. Much like Lost at times, where you have every single format in there, even reel to reel down in your hatch. Oh, good. And so you have every possible way, you know, and if for some reason you don't have that physical version, you could possibly stream it somehow, some way. So, okay. So all these things are available at my, that's what I was to say too, like a desert Island, where's the electricity? How am I going to do this? How, yeah. Do do I have, why do I have, are these a physical format, all this kind of stuff? It's kind of silly. Yeah. So I would like to take a little twist of it because also the, the desert Island thing kind of throws me off. Like if I'm going to a desert Island, maybe I'm a huge black Sabbath fan, but am I fucking cranking, you know, uh, 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 into the void while I'm on the beach? It just doesn't make sense to me in my mentality. Yeah. So I would like to do a different, <laughs> different way of doing it. Jump in here for a second, Joey. Sure. I, I remember an interview with Axl Rose one time saying that he someone asked him one album on a desert island and he said well it's either between queen 2 or nevermind the bullocks and he goes he went with the sex pistols album because if there's somebody far away on a rescue ship you wanted them to be able to hear you but i don't know <laughs> if any of those qualify i mean sabbath would qualify in that instance but um where, where are you taking this i'm taking i think i'm gonna do my top 10 turkish prison albums okay <laughs> because I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know that I'm not that familiar with Turkish prisons, but my first introduction was where do you think that, that I ever heard the even term Turkish prison? I don't know, but there's definitely a lot of bad squish going on in there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in Turkish prison wise, you know, the whole like, hey, I think it's Johnny. Hey, Johnny, ever been to a Turkish prison? Leslie Nielsen oh, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah, Airplane yeah. is the first one that introduced me to that. But Yeah, the I'm movie Midnight back. Express probably, uh, same same thing, I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. So it's it's basically a bad place. And if you're in a bad place, and also Des <laughs> Island, unrealistic. You're not going to have electricity. I don't know what kind of current they have in a Turkish person. I'm guessing it, it cuts out a lot. But I'm at least going to be able to plug in there and, and have something that's going to bring me up when all of Turkey is bringing me down. You got it? Got it. Okay. So can we do that? Can, and you can kind of describe the surroundings as we go on, like my day. Uh, like maybe maybe I listen to some of this when I'm in the yard getting 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 jacked, you know, uh, putting on some plates. What do you think? Yeah, uh, maybe even just uh, playing basketball. <laughs> Keep it simple. That's right. Um, yeah. What what uh, what's a good opener here for you to? Uh, you know, I know you've sold yourself very well here with the Rock Strikes Ten listeners. So. Uh, uh, how are we going to stay tuned for Loose Cannon's Desert Island list? Start strong and end strong, right? Yeah, I guess so. So here, here I'm going to take it like there. these are some classic albums. And this is really difficult for me because 
Yeah. Uh, for me, I really don't have a, a top 10 per se um, because albums, there's sometimes albums can be your favorite album, but they're not your favorite group. They're not there. It might not even be have all the, the, your favorite songs per se, but it's just right. that the album itself is so damn strong. Yeah, and it could be a window into time. Or in your case, since you're a hardcore minimalist, you probably don't even own 10 physical albums. <laughs> I think I do still, but I've definitely uh, weeded it down, purged. But but yeah, I mean, this is going to be like right now if they said you were sentenced to uh, 30 years in a Turkish prison. These are the ones that I would take with me that day. Okay. Makes sense. So it's going to be a mix of stuff I've been listening to a lot in the last year or so, as well yeah. as some classic stuff. So all right, so let's let's kick it off. Um. One of them I'm gonna I'm gonna do is is Cobras and Fire. We kind of embrace the we have a slant towards the newer, you know, last ten yeah modern acts things like that. And one of the, one of the bands that I know is near and dear to both of our hearts that kind of kicked it off when when um, like 2012 2013 when I had lost hope in rock, Not hope, but I, I wasn't finding enough. And this is and this is Danko. Fucking Jones is my first. Amen. My Amen. first. Okay, first pick, and this was the. I was introduced to this band for the first time, and I don't. I, I'm not even sure. I probably would have run into him at some point, but I had never heard of this guy. And then they, uh, then Don Jameson on that metal show, they had the thing called like, "What are you, what are you listening to lately?" or whatever that segment was called. Yeah. And he pulls out this album, and uh, you see this just badass dude on the cover. Like holding on, I think holding on to a lion, or a lion is at least next to him, and he's got next some, some chick in like a dominatrix outfit. I'm like, yeah, oh. and he's sitting in a wicker plantation chair. Which is <laughs> that's, awesome. that's not what it is, okay? And I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, you know, more black guys in rock and roll, you know, living color, big big fan, stuff like that. I'm like, I just, I, it, it seems so different. Like that, so I was like, I gotta check this out because they didn't actually feature any music from it. And then I would Google them, and I found they had a whole video with Lemmy, um, yeah. that one. And and the first song I heard was I think Bad Thoughts, and yeah. and that's the one that kicked it off for me. To this day, I don't care if if people love, hey, Danko was better before or after. I say bullshit. You want to take one album that, that incorporates everything that's awesome about him with amazing production value, just straight up. Balls to the Wall Rock and Roll, that is the album Below the Belt, and I'm going to feature the first track I ever heard, and that is I Think Bad Thoughts. I'll admit it, I've done a few things that I shouldn't be proud of I got no remorse, no regrets Never happy endings on this dark set And if you want to get down I can go down as low as you want to get I wouldn't try to push me Test me, I can rip you off and steal all your cash Suck a punch you in the face, stand back and laugh Leave you stranded as fast as a heart attack All day I think bad thoughts I can break your heart at the drop of a hat Stab you in 
good. I remember about the same time I launched my show, I had recently obtained a copy of We Sweat Blood, and I bought it on a clearance bin. Just took a chance. I'm like, that's a great album cover. Sometimes cool. it's all you need, right? Yeah. And just loved it instantly. And anybody that would buy Danko anything would fall in love with it from the first uh, song. Because, I mean, he's he's an old school guy. That's how he paces his albums. So... You know, you got to think that way. Sell them right away, and it's always just like, bam, go. And Blow the Belt does that too. That's a great album, a stellar album in the Danko catalog. Doesn't really have any stinkers in his catalog, uh, for my money. Uh, but Below the Belt is definitely in the upper echelon of Danko Jones releases for sure. So great pick there, Luz. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, they, definitely a gateway drug. And I mean, the fact that in that track, I don't know if you noticed, but he says, "I'm a knight." in Satan's service. Oh, kiss, yeah. Yeah, kiss. I caught it right away. Oh, yeah. my God. And I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you got me right there. I'm like, I already heard the great ACDC kiss riffs, all the stuff, just the, just he embodies the basic thing. I mean, the only critique I could say is I can't listen to Danko Jones for like two hours straight because it's so right. simple in a way. But at the same time, when you need that dose, bam, yeah. there it is. So. Yeah, I've always kind of described them in very basic terms, uh, even though not always is it musically this way, but I've always said, just imagine basically like ACDC fronted by Henry Rollins, and that's what Denko Jones is. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. And he, right. he would love that too, because. Sure. You know, yeah. <laughs> all right. But, so what uh, we got next here, Luce? All right. So next up, I am going to flip the script a little bit. Now, if I'm in Turkish prison, you know, and uh, my cellmate. I'm not going to go into my cellmate. <laughs> I don't even know the <laughs> scenario I'm going to take. If I'm going to be... Uh... <laughs> you know what? Be- it's right. Below the belt and thinking back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, below. The, if yeah. something's going to happen below the belt in the prison okay. and everything. Okay. Let's, say, let's say Putin visits me and he's riding his, <laughs> he's riding his horse shirtless. And, and he is about to take advantage of me and, uh, and make me scream Trump when he's behind me. Um, <laughs> I am going to need a lot of variety and I am going to need to, to let my mind just grab on to all kinds of, of musical influences at the same time. And, and it has to do, and, and it has to be a blender of awesomeness to, to take away the, the pain and shame I'm in, I'm, I'm experiencing it. That is, I'm going to have to listen to Paul's boutique, Joey. Ah, one of the greatest albums of all time. Beastie Boys, I should yeah. mention. And uh, I know you can go, I'm going to give it back to you on this, but I'm just going to say this much. The reason I pick that for that situation is I'm going to have to concentrate on something else. And I'm going to see if I can pick the 50 samples that are in this track or that yeah, track. Just, yeah, one, 50 samples for each track. Exactly. You got it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I, I'm not yeah. sure what the total number is, but... Um, uh, please take take it from here about your impressions on this because I'm sure it mirrors mine because we've talked about this before. Yeah, I think the last time you were on, actually, we talked about this, but briefly, yeah, just, very briefly. I I remember I, I bought the cassette of this when it came out. It was the original pressing was on a green cassette. I thought that was the coolest thing. Red ever. for me. We got the red. That's right. Yes, uh, and the only cassette I've ever worn out where the spool like just fell off and you had to like nice. use a pen- pencil to get it back into the player. Uh, but yeah, the struggle. And so <laughs> the struggle, the struggles of you guys don't know how it is. We used to use pencils. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I gotta say like, as far as albums that, uh, in, in the like, you know, dozens or so the upper echelon of albums where I pulled the, the physical trifecta cassette, 
CD, and vinyl. Paul's Boutique definitely goes in there. It's just one of my favorite albums of all time. I never get sick of it. I could literally listen to it every day. And I remember doing a whole summer with it, that summer that I got it. Because the first time I heard it, I didn't quite get it. And maybe a lot of people are the same way on this one. Me too. And with it. And, but I kept listening to it. I kept, it kept calling me back. And so, you know, after, and you know, it took years to even just fully appreciate it. You know, like I said, getting to be more of a musicologist. And then I would hear something on the radio, just on the oldie station, be like, wait a second, I've heard that before. Yes. And you realize yes. that that is off of Paul's boutique, whether it's a Loggins and Messina track or a Bob Marley track or what have you. Sweet. Eagles. I think Eagles, Eagles is in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, those shoes off of High Plains Drift. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I heard all that after. Ma- managing to make the Eagles sound cool for three minutes, you know. And, so, and I, I should go into the sampling too. That the thing that makes this this album amazing is the fact that the Dust Brothers they didn't take like a P, what P Diddy does, and he's he'll rap over Cashmere or rap exactly. on, uh, rap on top, uh, top of Jack and Diane. Uh, yeah, an entire of, hook. Yeah, no, no fuck they, no. This is the entire the drums, everything are weaved into this thing that you can hardly tell what the original is a lot of the time. So it's the Dust Brothers and also a couple of the other guys that were hanging out that, that basically made up of Delicious Vinyl Records. And mm-hmm. I know we both read that 33 and a third book on it. Amazing. And there's that there's that one guy, and I, I'm spacing on his name this early in the morning. Mike, but, Mike somebody? Uh, no. Um, oh, okay. one, of, one of the other guys, not in the Dust Brothers, but in that circle, he recently died and uh, a few months ago. And that's the guy they gave a lot of credit to as far as just finding those things. Like... He goes, me and this other guy, we would go to the uh, flea markets whenever vinyl was first being phased out of stores. Sure. And we would buy stuff in the cellophane for 75 cents a piece and just take a chance. And that's where we found most of the Paul's Boutique stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to think of that. And they, they sell that guy as like kind of a Howard Hughes type guy that never left his house. So it would take a crazy genius like that to come up with a lot of the tracks <laughs> that they did that they wound up using. So they gave a lot of credit to that guy. But the Dust Brothers were able to, I think, honestly, make their entire career just off of this one album. Between that and what they did with Tone Loke and Young MC early on, yep. this was the proof positive that they could do a whole record and make it work. Yeah, and don't forget Vince Neil's solo album. <laughs> yeah, which I own, uh, Carved in Stone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, even it's unde- it's at least undeniably experimental sounding <laughs> in the sense. I mean, you know, even Nicky said hey man that album's that's a pretty ballsy album for him to put out at the time i mean you know so just that alone but i remember vince said working with them was like working an album with cheech and chong like i do a take and i turn around and a different guy would be there and they would just all take turns go on the back and smoke dope you know so sure i mean i mean i missed you know what missed opportunity would be uh, you're invited, but your friend can't come by the Dust Brothers. Don't you think that would be much better? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think Vince was a, a little gun shy after the, <laughs> you know, you know that Motley Vince did a take in the studio with Two Live Crew for uh, a track that wound up on <laughs> the soundtrack. You remember a movie called Hanging with the Homeboys? <laughs> no. Yeah, there was a there was this buddy picture called Hanging with the Homeboys and. Two Live Crew did a kind of a Puff Daddy esque version of Doctor Feelgood, yeah. And Vince is rapping on it, and wow. well, not rapping wow. on it, but he's doing his Doctor Feelgood hook, and he changes it to Hanging with the Homeboys sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's he's a whole the one thing. that hangs with the homeboys. Something yeah, yeah, like totally. Oh yeah, my, exactly. oh, that's even worse than I thought when you first yeah. described this.
Wow. So yeah, uh, Cobras and Fire sidebars will affect Rock Strikes Ten. Yes. When when I. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should do uh, top 10 albums to listen to while hanging yourself in a Turkish prison. That would be carved in stone. Yeah, literally hanging with a homeboy. <laughs> well done. Look at right. you. You. So what track? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So what track do you have off of Paul's Boutique? For- uh, moving past those side humor, we're going to go into Car Thief. Ah, nice. Good one. Oh, <laughs> 
you ever notice, uh, and I don't know what the direct sample is at the end of that, where that guy's kind of scatting vocally, which is obviously a sample. It's definitely not one of the Beastie Boys. But that always sounds like George Michael to me. You ever? I'll have to, I'll have to listen to it again. There's a bunch of little things that are uh, that I catch here and there. Okay, so the next one is was an easy pick. It's one of them that just always pops in my mind, and is because it was part of my formative years, 1987. Just starting to listen to to get into hard rock. What a great year, also. I mean, just some stellar albums between um, 87 and 88. 14 years old. This album was was everything to me and it has remained and also i have not revisited because i wore this motherfucker out back in the day and i want to get your thoughts on the remaster of appetite for destruction have you do you have it yet no actually i haven't bought it yet you got me on the spot here oh so. okay all right but th- that it will be purchased soon i just i couldn't justify it you know in the last few weeks and well, uh, but I'm I'm very excited to hear it. I mean, I mean, this will be like the third time I've owned it on vinyl, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe second time on CD, that kind of thing. I mean, it's one of those albums. I mean, you know, you go through anybody's CD collection, and it's almost like I may not even trust you if you don't have it in your, you know, if you don't have like these handful of albums. Like, how does this not make it into your collection? You know, to me, it's yeah. like albums like Back in Black and, you know, Eliminator and stuff like that. Appetite. It's got to be in there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that the songs you know are so overplayed. You hear it every time a football is kicked and everything like that. I get all that stuff, but the point is, is that this is a perfectly rated album. There's no way you can fuck with this. Anybody that says that this this is should not have been as, as big or I've heard somebody say, oh, well, they were just picked. You know, it could have been a faster pussycat. No! Incorrect! <laughs> that, 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 they, that they were the same as everybody else. These songs are so timeless and everything. You can't even mess with this album. And and yeah, like you said, you, you if you don't have it in your collection, you are definitely suspect. Back in Black, overplayed, still perfectly rated. Can't mess with it. Come on. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so the remaster, first off, the one I'm talking about is not the crazy one with all the drawers and the deluxe, but they have one that's just 15, that's, I think it's 15 bucks, two CDs, yeah. has lies with uh, criminally uh, the <laughs> one in a million is suspiciously deleted on that. I'm not sure yeah. if you're aware of that. It's kind of shitty. Yeah, I don't want to get into that, but that's a whole other show. No, but, I know. But the, the thing yeah. is, is that uh, I, I can see why the heads of state did that. But I was like, oh, has that been deleted from the actual lies? No, it's right there. It's on no, Spotify. no. If you if you okay. if you buy a copy of Lies tomorrow, it's on there. It's on every copy. Right. It's never it's never been deleted off of that, even in retrospect. But mm, uh, the answer there was like, there was a time when the actual physical CD was missing it. I remember that. Don't 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 mention Chinese democracy song titles on my show, dude. I okay. didn't say Chinese democracy. I said lies. You said there was a time. Oh my god, you are on fire today, Joey. <laughs> that which is, of course, that is which like... of course, if you uh, you know take it down to the anagram, we know what that means. Okay. Uh, yes, that is so. Uh, so my summary of the remaster is this, and that is the bonus stuff. Uh, demos for me are use once and destroy. You know what I mean? Like it's like I, I, you hear it, okay, whatever, and you move on. They're almost just the same as the the originals. But my my thing with a remaster to go into it is that there's only everything's you know obviously cranked up and things like that. But there's only a few songs that have a noticeable difference, and that is I think about you. The acoustic guitars is brought out a lot more, which I like. 
Oh, good. Um, that was buried. Definitely, you can hear Duff's bass better throughout, and and things like that. But though, but there's only a few songs that you can see a marked difference, and the main one you can definitely tell is "Anything Goes." <laughs> great pick by the way anything goes i remember reading uh an interview with tracy guns a few years ago i think it was probably on metal sludge or something and even though he's got a pretty direct involvement there you know with the guns and roses camp mm-hmm. he's like i still listen to that album all the time if i'm getting ready to go out saturday that's the one you put on you know 
So, I mean, this is a guy who you would think he'd be sick of those songs, but right. he's not even sick of those songs. I mean, so. when you're a kid, panties around your knees with your ass in debris. <laughs> yes. I mean, oh, there's there's so much imagery. And I mean, like, even if, <laughs> as tawdry as some of those lyrics are, like, I mean, Axel does know how to paint a picture. That's for Oh, my sure. God. And I can't believe that. I didn't even know this till the, the, that I looked at the remaster. Did you know that It's So Easy was released as a single like a year after Paradise City? No clue. Okay, because that, that's actually one of the singles, which I think is amazing because that single has the line, turn around, bitch, I got a use for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the whole thing is a shitty dude song, but oh. like, and we, we come from the era that uh, no video, no single, you right. know, so that's why we had no clue. So I, Anyway, so they also, and I think this is a, a revisionist history. They, on the deluxe edition, have Appetite for Destruction split into a Guns <laughs> album and a roses album for track for side one and two have you heard this no okay so they say and you, i guess if you listen to it that's kind of but i find it all bullshittery that they said that they said that the first side is supposed to be all about death destruction craziness drinking wildness and the second side is supposed to be all about woman and that's the roses side hmm and if you listen I mean, to it it kind of goes that way because every every song has to do Anyway, but I think that's just bullshit to to say that's why we split into two albums for Yeah, because final. then like it's so easy in Paradise City don't make a whole lot of sense uh in that in that argument at least or whatever. Supposedly it's supposed to be all anyway, so that's what they mm. said. Oh, that's why we did it. It was the gun side and it was the roses side. But I'm I refuse sure. to buy into the concept of appetite for <laughs> <laughs> Me too. This sounds like something it put it in a press release. That's where I read yeah. it. So Yep. All right. Let's By the way, forward. go go back to the Cobras and Fire podcast archive and check out them attempting to break down, uh, no pun intended, uh, Use Your Illusion into one album. I had quite enjoyed that one. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Baco hated it. You must die. I know he did. <laughs> I'll have him on soon, but uh, yes. yeah. What we well, uh, do you actually like him? Because you know he, you had to grow to, to like him after a no, while. No, we, we've talked about this. Me and Baco are totally cool. <laughs> I just... Uh, I. I for 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 reasons uh, unbeknownst to the listeners, he will be on a little later. So, ooh, very nice. Okay, so the the next one I'm going to do is uh, one that I have been spinning. If I actually had it on vinyl, constantly. <laughs> CD been, spin too, by yeah, the way. I've been so. streaming it. I've been using my data plan. Maybe I mm. download it directly to my phone, and I'll give you an instructional guide for that later, Baco. But the the what. What I am going to feature is probably going to end up being my my album of the year. One that is so damn catchy and so fun that I cannot stop playing it. And that is Turbo Negro's Rock and Roll Machine. Do you own this yet? I do not own this yet. And I got to say, like, I am tiptoeing towards the mm. recent catalog of Turbo Negro because yes. I became a fan of theirs in 2000, bought Scandinavian leather. That that was the, the bright hope of rock for the 2000s. And they never really took off that huge. Yeah, they got some exposure on, you know, Viva La Bam. But I was like, these guys are going to be the next big thing, you know, because uh -huh. they're trashy. They're punk. They also write catchy songs. Some of that stuff on Scandinavian leather sounds like it was produced by Bob Ezrin. I mean, it's amazing. It's, yes. Yeah. So love love that band, but uh, since since Hank left the band, I've been gun shy. So I need some more convincing. And it sounds like uh, you might have uh, 
what ails me here and getting to the next level. Yeah, I mean, you being such a fan of... What's that? Uh, oh, they have a goofy name. It sounds like Electric Light Orchestra, but it's not. What's your like band the last couple of years that you always like? Oh, oh the Night Flight Orchestra. Thank you, yeah. Night Night yeah. Flight Orchestra. There's yes. a lot of elements of that in this too, where it's just all over the place. Every single song is kind of like a a tip of the hat to something different. Um, okay. But I mean, the the titles alone. They have a song called Fist City, <laughs> <laughs> which is not about fighting. Um, and, ho- and probably about prison. Yes, exactly. That is a song I would listen to in a Turkish prison. It's the city. And, and they have they have songs like Hurry Up and Die, which is a love song. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Rock and Roll Machine is a three-parter with a great intro. And okay. they're just nothing but fun. They wear sailor hats. They wear short shorts. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, they, they look at like half they have of... A, at least they haven't changed. <laughs> no. And I, I guess I have listened to both. After I listened to this, I went back. And while I do like a lot of their older stuff, and I get the fact that they have a different singer and everything like that, mm-hmm. this thing is just perfect perfection. You want a Bob Ezrin-produced album, this is it, man. And uh-huh. that, and I'm going to use one that that uh, has a great title as well. It has a little bit of My Stars from Alice Cooper on it. It's nice. got a little bit of The Who. It's got a little bit of everything in it and a little bit of Van Halen. Actually, the whole album starts with kind of a, a, a homage to Van Halen's uh, keyboard intro as well. And I'm going to play Hot for Nietzsche.
some new Turbo Negro here on Rock Strikes 10. Did That's not right. expect that this week, but thanks for... I, I, I heard that on your show recently, and uh, so thanks for reminding me that I should make a point to go pick this up, and I promise you that I will, especially just out of respect for coming on my show this week. <laughs> Anyway, the other thing that's funny about this band is that my kids love this track, Rock and Roll Machine. It's got this little oi, oi part, kind of like ACDC. Sure. And uh, the, the and it's hilarious, though, when they try to request it on using Alexa. And they go, they go Rock and Roll Machine by Turbo Negro. And my wife's always like, what are you t- <laughs> saying? I'm like, it's not my fault. This is a great song. I, I, didn't, I didn't name the band. Uh, let's get to your next one, sir. Sure. All right. Well, you know, also when I'm in prison, what I really want to do is to crank. I would have to have this album because there's there's nothing like getting getting all the prisoners riled up than when you ask them, "Do you if you believe in rock and roll, then stand up for what you believe in." Oh, right. <laughs> yes. In, in, a, in a fifteen a fifteen minute drum solo. You know, uh, you want to know how to to get a crowd going. There's nothing like Paul Stanley's rap on 100,000 Years, you know, on a live. That is a clinic on how to, to run a crowd. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm down with playing that, by the way, if that's what you're picking. <laughs> we're, we're going with Kiss Alive, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play that for, for <laughs> the listeners. But, but that's, I still remember the first time that I listened to that in my buddy – Gave me that that album. I listened to it on the big can headphones in like the late seventies, and and just listening to. I had no idea what I was listening to, but just the fact that I was I was completely hooked to this whatever this maniac was saying. You know, yeah. it just it got me going so much, and I just I I find it such a sin that that if you heard or listened to the audiobook of, of Paul Stanley going through his book or not. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, I have. Which one? Did you actually hear have him talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> Just hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh, you did it that way. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Here is yeah. little his little lisps for nineteen yeah. hours. Um, yeah. but, I'd rather have had Baco do it, but that's okay. <laughs> but he he says, you know, basically that that uh, he was mad that they had to give an album side to Peter Chris and his stupid drum solo. I'm like, are you actually insulting your amazing rap? <laughs> did you remember that part of that book or audiobook? Yeah, yeah, no. There, there was a lot of head scratching moments in Paul's, which people, even people that have read all four, say he's has the most balanced one. Which I he's guess saying a lot. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that's also a testament to how self serving the other ones are. I mean, they're all self serving, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of head scratchers on there for sure. And I could go into a whole thing about it, but yeah, I mean, best at really just to focus on the greatness that that happened uh especially on this double slap called kiss alive yeah it's uh that's definitely one on my list for sure yeah and i'll go into this too that the album the song i'm going to play is what i think all this should have been part of their encore Uh, i don't like it when it's up uh, up in the beginning of the set they they do play it here and there but that the thing is is that I have never been a big fan of Rock and Roll All Night. The first time I actually heard that song actually was the Poison version. No bullshit. And I had actually been exposed to a lot of uh, the 80s Kiss, but for some reason they weren't playing Rock and Roll All Night on on rock radio during the the 80s, at least by me. And when I first heard it, I was like, huh, all right, that song's okay. I don't see why it's the end-all, be-all by them. But the song that I did like that was very similar... In, in the way it is, but is but has what I really wish Kiss would have done more live, and that is flesh out 
some other songs here and there, and that is the completely different and awesome version, live-wise, of Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Nice. Baby! 
always fucking love that that two minute breakdown. Yeah, I mean it's great, and yeah, they don't really play that one much anymore. That for a while they were playing it every show, to where you really, I just took it for granted after a while. But I'm with you on that being a closer because to me that's a great place to go. I'm I'm fine with doing, you know, rock and roll night closing the main set, which uh, you know I think that's a good place for it, and then closing the whole night with let me go rock and roll. I think that's a great way to be. Yeah, I mean that's that's what they did at one point yeah yeah and proof positive from the kiss alive album you know like, <laughs> yeah. I, i'll tell you i'll tell you the cassette version uh that i got of kiss alive actually uh moves stuff around on there oh. and one of the things they move around is having rock and roll all night close the uh the tape uh, i so. can see that for, for it to be balanced on both sides or something with it. Well, I mean, not no. so much because they're, you know, they're on. They would be on the same side still, but I think they just kind of move stuff around for that first tape run. So that's just a, you know, something to something to look at as a hardcore fanboy and and ponder as we do in the Kiss Army and or Kiss Navy. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, and, and live for me is just simply that. Yes, there were some great classics after that. They're on live too, but that slab of rock. Is just mm. perfect. I don't care if it's doctored or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, yeah. I still say that it's an experience. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think that that it's doctored as much as people think it is. Because there's still, no. you know, what I mean? there's still. All, yeah. like, I mean, how can there be? It's, it's it completely. Those first three albums, I can throw in the fucking trash, basically in comparison. <laughs> in comparison to the the live versions of it. I mean, Deuce. If I if they're only the only version of Deuce was on their debut. I wouldn't even think I'd like that song. And that is a top 10 rock song of all time for me. Right on. But it's a live version. So anyway, yeah, enough yeah, about Especially if you, if you go back and watch tapes from that era, they sound pretty comparable to what is on that album. You Agreed. Know? So the Winterland, I, I, the Winterland yeah. one. I mean, all yeah. that, that is when the, they were fucking locked in. You watch that one. Um, oh, what was the one that was like, that had a stupid rainbow in the background? Yeah, the in concert. Yeah, yeah, that they're just fucking on playing she and everything. Yeah. I mean, oh, midnight special is what you're talking about. I guess so. You're, you're getting in the two TV appearances confused, but yeah, that midnight special where they're in dress to kill mode. Yeah. Man, yeah, they're killing it on that thing. So yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Talk about kiss all day. I know. What we got next? All right, so I'm gonna now flip it a little bit, and I'm gonna do what. Uh, I actually did a episode for the VIP is called Best of the Worst, where Victor and I broke down bands that that uh, we don't particularly hate, but that in culture are made fun of or used as, as scapegoats for a lot of different things. Now, this is I can take and leave this artist with just one album and one album alone. I think it's amazingly produced. I think it's it has everything that I wanted then, and I still I still listen to it now in full lyrics. Everything else, and that is Kid Rock's "Devil Without a Cause." Now that may wow. that may make your mind explode because mm-hmm. because of uh, his politics that didn't come out until recently that that he's gone over to country, he's done all this kind of stuff. But this first album with the riffs, uh, Kenny Kenny Olson, who I met at the the expo last year, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how much the, of the music that he wrote on this it is a complete rock album. Yeah. You can you can blast if you hate the man, but I have a I have a rock song to play off this one too. But go ahead. Is it, um, can I pre guess? Is it going to be fuck off? Nope, but that's a good oh. one too. Oh, okay, I, I actually I did own this CD at one point. I will confess, mm-hmm. and I saw him 
before he took off uh, when he was playing the Warp Tour in 1998. Wow. Okay. Warped yeah. even. Yeah, they played. They they were on the Warp Tour. I mean, you know, like like the Warp Tour goes. They probably did a handful of shows there. And when he came out, I thought, I thought, man, this is great. Like, because I kind of thought it was a bit, honestly, mm-hmm. when he first came out. I was like, oh, he's got the, he's got, he's wearing the, uh, he's got the Run DMC hats on, the Kangles and the rope chains and everything. I'm like, oh, I get it. He's doing this uh, white guy bit, sure, uh, with with Run DMC rap rock, and everybody was just kind of like, oh, and I was like, oh, this is great. This is this is funny. I'm gonna. I really bought the album, honestly, like this was a comedy album. <laughs> I, I mean that. I'm, I, I'm no bullshit. I'll put a lie detector on. That That's that was where I went with it. I was like, oh, this is great. I have to buy this. So Very <laughs> that's cool. what happened. <laughs> no, I hear you. And and this, uh, I've seen him live in fests and I, seeing him like on his own things. I actually saw him open for Metallica on the load, on the second the reload tour and right. he wiped the fucking stage with Metallica. Metallica was very tired at this point, I think in their career. I say, I could see that, especially on the reload tour. I could probably see that, especially yeah. at that point he was way more hungry. Yeah. So. Just, just strippers on stage, everything. He always sounds amazing that the band, by the way, Brown trucker band, you cannot fuck with this band live. I mean, I would just, I would just tell you that they are on fire. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to oversell this. All I'm going to do is tell you this much. It's a, it's fun. It gets me going every time I listen to it. And and just like I say, this song fits perfectly into prison, and that is Fist of Rage. And I make this money, and I make this money. This money is me, this money is everything I do and see. Who you to judge me? Just let me be and let me breathe. I see this whole world headed for damnation, and I'm ready to leave. I can't believe this whole world twisted me. You fucking bigots, you fakes, you wannabes. I see the future, and it's looking grim. A lake of fire looking like a long swim I'm a fist of
Stay tuned, kids. We got some great toy commercials coming up. I, I promise. I promise. Toy we, commercials we, for what? That was a Krusty the Clown uh, reference. <laughs> oh, when something goes wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I dig it, man. That that takes a lot of balls, man. You come on Rock Strikes Ten, you play Kid Rock, mm-hmm. but you are my guest, and so I honored it there. That was Fist of Rage. I remember that track actually, um, uh, barely, but like this will this will definitely bring it back to the memory. Sure. I remember I I had um I had fuck off on my no shame list, uh for uh, I didn't use it that time around, but next time I go and rock in a roll, that'll probably be on there because that takes care of both Kid Rock and Eminem. On the uh, Ooh, on the no shame that's section. That's true. So. That's a good rep too. All right. All right. So Excellent. what we got next? Uh, bring bring. Let's bring him back. All right. You no, know, I'm going to pull an audible, and that is that I have to, and I know, and you can confirm this. Is Alice Cooper your be- favorite artist of all time, as far as entire discography, or just one of your top ones? Yes. If I had to pick one, it's him. It it it's like Alice, and then like Prince. Like got it. that. That's how. That's how much high regard I hold Alice. Yeah. Yeah, and then so this one is actually extremely difficult. So I'm actually going to hand it to you to pick to pick an album, and let me explain why. And, and it, okay. that that is that that because I can pretty much go with whatever you throw at me to take with me because I got to take one Alice album with me, and it doesn't really matter to me which one in particular. And and, and here's why is that that with Alice Cooper, unlike now as far as creativity, uh, lyrics, musicality, you know, however you want to put Alice Cooper together with kiss or whatever he fucking buries them and piss, pisses on their head you know what i mean uh, all all four members i mean yeah talk- i mean as far as like you know overall lyrics and production goes yeah i, I agree the, with that the, and i'm a big fat kiss nerd well yeah. so am so. i kiss is probably my favorite band but i'm saying yeah. but i'm saying in, in in as far as consistency if you're going to put up all the tracks of alice versus kiss the the percentage of quality versus turds is much higher too but oh, yeah. with that said the thing that with Alice that 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 I always uh, has separated him and uh, actually from a lot of artists is I cannot take Alice Cooper songs with few exceptions and put them on a playlist and hit play and shuffle. I have to listen to the whole album because he is an album guy. Even the stuff, maybe some of the stuff in the eighties and things like that that were more like like Kiss, you can just grab and throw in there like an ACDC or whatever like that. But he's he mm-hmm. stands out so much. If you're listening to a mix and all of a sudden an Alice Cooper song comes out, except for the maybe the first couple albums too, the classic, you know, mm-hmm. um, ones, you can't do it. So I, so Alice has always been an album guy. Even even the box set, I don't, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't like enjoying as, as as much because I need to listen to it. it. It it doesn't matter if it's concept or not. It's just here's a thing. Each one has its own flavor, be it yeah. garage rock or or whatever is aping different eras. But uh, please, I'm going to hand it to you. So you're having me pick an album to take with you yeah that's, and it doesn't matter it's a, yeah, it's a neat it, twist yeah because because I, I could pick any of these really okay um, well you know today i would say and i was having a conversation about this with a co-worker excuse me i'll pick the song i'll pick yeah the song, uh, absolutely pick the i was gonna have you pick, you pick the, the song um my go-to is more often than not welcome to my nightmare but i will say I'm going to go ahead and ask you to pick off of Billion Dollar Babies because you can't really front on that one, too. It's a five-star record, much like anything else from the initial run of the band. Yeah, man. I'm going to go up just off the top. I'm going to go with, with what I think is just a creepy-ass song and one that I that I always could use as an example of the genius of him, and that is the complete madness of Unfinished Sweet. Nice.
All right. Bringing me back with Alice Cooper, Unfinished Suite from the Billion Dollar Babies album. Even Nile Rodgers said that was a five-star record. Yeah. So My other one was going to be uh, uh, Generation Landslide. Was other Ooh, one that's, a, that's a great one, too. No, yeah. that, that's his best lyric on the album, for sure. Yep, so. I agree. And that's actually one you can fit into. That's another one that you can kind of sneak in without people knowing it's Alice Cooper, really, kind of. Yeah, that one should be played on radio. Sadly, Agreed. it's not. Agreed. Yeah, so. Anyway. All right, so we got Appetite Live. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I'm going to go next with uh, Bring It to Recent. And I'm not even going to go too much into this band because if you listen to Corbus and Fire, you're like, oh, fuck, this guy is talking about this band again. And that is uh, a band that I think is just excellent. For They did actually, actually they just put out an exclusive Spotify uh, live album, too, if you want to get a sample of their two albums they've had out. And that is a band called Glorious Sons. I'm not even going to give you any ramp-up for this. I'm just going to play the track and if you like it great if you don't then you're going to move on but th- this is a, a perfect rock band that's out right now and it is godless graceless and young take a walk down main street Tell me it ain't the most charming thing that you ever seen With that cold breeze blowing off the lake in June Don't go missing the summer Let them balcony girls put you under The spell of the streets and the city beneath The sweating
Nice. Thanks for giving me an excuse to play Glorious Sons on the show. I'm, I haven't been able to fit them into a theme at all, but I got to say, uh, wasn't that your favorite uh, album of last year, or am I confusing them with somebody uh, else? No, that was that was Baco's. That one is called Young Beauties and Fools. Okay. And it's, I mean, they have a lot of influence from, I think, like just a, a, or Stones, stuff like that. It's just great. As far as lyrics, I would put them up him into the upper echelon of creativity if you just listen to him too he's a very unique voice um, yeah anyway. and that's a band that's a band that definitely should be getting some radio play versus like a Greta Van Fleet who's you know not even trying to yeah yeah because <laughs> I mean, because the thing about Gloria Sons too that's a little different from us is it's not your balls the wall stuff it's definitely radio friendly you know it's yeah not, but it's just, just like, huge it's like hooks or, uh, any of these or, yeah Tom it, some of it reminds the song called Josie's so reminds me of like a Tom Petty type song that, nice. it's that kind of just mainstream uh anyway if they had if it was back in the day and they had uh, uh actual money behind them i think they'd be on the radio so yes anyway. payola yes yep. absolutely mm-hmm. payola never went away no they did not <laughs> uh, all right what we got next as you can hear from the evidence of chevelle and cedar <laughs> yes the effect still you know okay here, here's my sidebar for the show sure I, I don't know if i've said this on my show before but damn it okay so i literally am that guy that will like you know just get in the car just to go get a quarter milk at the, uh, the corner store because there's a there's like a brahms like two blocks from where i live it's the only time that i don't plug in the ipod or get the serious fired up because it's literally two blocks that i'm driving sure so that's the only time I hit up terrestrial radio and just kind of go around the dial. And I literally just go up and down the dial just to be like, hey, what's what's doing, you know? And usually it's just, you know, shit that I would never listen to or whatever. But when I hit the rock stations, I swear at least four times this year, I've run into that fucking trapped song. It's still played to this day. What is that? Um, you know what I'm talking about? That band Trapped? I do know them. But yeah. I don't. I don't know them. You know what I mean? It's one like one of those things yeah. that just bypasses. But I get it. It's like, how is the song still yeah. played? And nobody. Yeah. Where the fuck is a trapped fan? Where's the trap tour? Where's the trap? <laughs> where's the trapped madness? Uh, Facebook following. Yeah, you know it's what just I mean? One goddamn song that just get just stayed on the Clear Channel playlist for a hundred years now. At this right. point, right. It's like, oh, this is this is the cutting edge rock of Dallas Fort Worth, <laughs> you know. And here's oh, Trapped. Oh, <laughs> see, they're local too for you. That I didn't even know. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. The, the Trapped isn't a local band, but like you know, when you hear those stingers from those rock stations, and they all talk about how badass they are, and I'm just like, but you're, you're still playing that same one Trap song from 2001. <laughs> like, you're not breaking anything at this point. No, there was know? a there was a there was a contract signed that you have to play this song for the next five fucking years, <laughs> yeah. and and here's the money. Here we're gonna put your kids through college, and that was it. I mean, there's there's no way. And this, these are the bands, by the way, that I would go on a rant about because this is why people say there's no more good music. And yeah, people shine down theory of a dead man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. Oh God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, so. Where were we? Okay, so I'm gonna right now. We're gonna. Um, I'm just gonna go quickly into this. So we this episode is not two hours long, and that is a, a band that I like one album by them, and a little bit of their one after this, and that is a band out of the Chicago area, uh, Zion, to be to be precise, and the band is Local H, Aaron Kamara's big boner band. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know them. Now, Bell of the band winners. Yeah, that's right. They opened for Metallica because they're an independent artist. And by independent, they got <laughs> dropped off a fucking label. <laughs> that still counts. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Isn't everybody independent now? Yeah. By that but, uh, 
So as good as dead, right? As I'm, I'm no, no, that album. I hate the song Copacetic is one of the biggest sins. And that <laughs> one is another one that somebody paid somebody for the 20 years to play, and that is a sure. terrible, terrible song. The album that yeah. I have is one that's produced by. Uh, oh God, who's the Queen's producer? I can't pull his oh, name. Roy right. Thomas Baker. Thank you. It's Roy Thomas Baker who produces okay. the the album. Wow. Pack up the cats. It's their. I believe it's their second. It's either their second or their third, but it's the okay. one that came after the one that got them famous. The one you're talking about. Gotcha. And so their artistic follow up that's actually better. Yeah, this one's actually okay. the only good one. The only okay. this is their only good album. It has 15 tracks. Um, every track flows into the next one. It never. It doesn't have one bit of of a uh, 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 blank space in between them. The songs on this are infectious. They are perfect basic rock and roll with some variety there too it's not the local age that you you think of when you when you think of copacetic it's this isn't your father's local age this is not your father's that's right but i am going to play a song that i think is about seeing a terrible aerosmith uh uh show where they just suck and they're boring like i've seen them before do this and because it talks about what the hell was wrong with joe and they're bringing that nobody wants an encore. Just get off the stage. And it actually is right in the beginning of when the internet was up, it was starting, and people would just blaze people and burn them when they did a shitty show. And that is called The Kids Are Right. <laughs>
All right. Another debut here on Rock Strikes 10. Local H with the kids are right. Amazing. You played, you've, you've been, uh, you've been in business for what, eight years now? Yeah. 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 Well, almost, yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah that's cool. I think it was 2011. Yeah. Well, this is the first place I heard Volbeat. So, yes, apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, what was the name of that album again? Oh, it's called, uh, Pack Up the Cats. Pack up the cats. Okay, I had a similar experience with a, a different '90s band that had a big radio hit, and then the next album after that, it was like there was nothing for it, and it was the better album, and that's Space Hog. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've. Which one would you recommend by them if I'm gonna check yeah. them out? It's called the Chinese album. That that's definitely an artistic follow up. Like <laughs> I, I liked. Uh, thank you. Yes, that's the cat making the cameo once again. It's not going to be a podcast unless you have a cat in the background. If you're, There's two elements you need to be a successful podcaster. One, you need to be downstairs in the basement near, near closest to the asbestos. The mm-hmm. second thing is you have to own a cat because those are the two things that, that symbolize podcasters, basements and cats. Yeah, we'll send you some adoption links, by the way. But uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the Chinese album by Space Hog, and also it never has, uh, it never has any stops in it. It just keeps going. There's awesome. I love that. It never stops. So check it out. All right, what you got next? All right, so the next one we've got. Um, I just did a Van Halen discography of on uh, the Roth era, Spirit nice. Animal. Uh, yes, my David, Spirit Animal, David Lee Roth. David yes, LaRoth is uh, David LaRoth. He is French. Yes. He's a Creole, I believe. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so we. So I'm not actually going to talk about a. a uh, I'm going to do a cheat on this one, and that Ooh. is I'm not going to pick a Roth era. If I'm going to be in Turkish prison, there is one. In uh, in in as far as the Sammy Hagar albums, I don't think there's a perfect Sammy Hagar album out of the four. What I do okay. think is I have an album I like to call 5182. And and that is I take I take just like the the Purge Your Illusion I take five songs off of each one, make make one great ten track album because that I I, I, I could go people love the fuck album for whatever I think that is nah. that is not that good I think that there's I love Pound Cake I love Run Around uh, I despise uh, uh, right now. Um, those are those are the worst lyrics in the history of the Van Halen catalog. Is on that one album. I, mean, I think like, so too. One eight hundred. What was it called? Besides, besides, Van, besides Van Halen three, but goddamn, you know. Yeah. What was that? One nine hundred spank or something. Like oh, that? spanked. Yeah, that's terrible. Ugh, terrible. That's, a, that's an embarrassment to to the genre itself. And then there's just that's a bunch a, of boring songs on it. the middle. Like yeah. like uh, the reason that it got so so much acclaim was Pound Cake fucking rock. They they cranked yeah. it again and all that stuff. And, and I and even and even those lyrics are terrible. Oh, it but Musically, it smokes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, but anyway, so that I could do it basically with without a couple of songs off of fuck. I could do it with that and the balance and the uh, Siamese twin baby freaking me out on the cover. I don't need any of that. All, all all I all I need is these first two albums, and these two albums really symbolize summer for me. So if I'm going to be in Turkish prison, it's going to be dark. It's going to be musty. It's going it's going to be full of despair, and I need this particular song. Off of my album Fifty One Eighty Two, which will not bore you with what tracks I, I picked from those those two, but this one is definitely on the end of side one, and that is something that makes me think of the beach every from the first ten seconds of the song. And that is Cabo Wabo. <laughs> Texas, man, I thought I'd seen it all. 
around the world, searching every corner. Man, I thought I'd hit the world.
Officially a song originally from OU812. Mm-hmm. That was Cabo Wobble by Van right. Halen. Yeah. I was like, hey, maybe you could pick uh, the Best of Both Worlds compilation uh, as the official pick for Desert Island. I don't know. Yeah, Something... that's fine. We'll just do that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah that way. And it's this weird, like, shuffle of Roth and Hagar era. They didn't even split the discs. No. They. It's literally just a shuffle of the all-time great radio songs for Van Halen. Cabo Wabo, I believe, is on there. If I'm not I don't even know because so. I never yeah. owned that one. They yeah, I own that one. It's 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 weird. It starts off with like three new Sammy songs. Yeah. After, that, after yeah. it, it opens up with Eruption, and then it goes into the three new Sammy songs, and then we just shuffle it. It's just like Roth Hagar, Roth Roth Hagar, Hagar Roth Hagar, Roth. Hager. You know, it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, that never works. And I'll tell you a good example of why is that I saw a really killer. I'm just gonna call them Atomic Punks, but it wasn't. But sure. It was, it was a. It was you know a, a Van Halen cover band. band, but they did yeah. both eras, and yeah, I, like I, I I like a lot of Sammy Hagar. But I will tell you what, it doesn't work when you go from. It just didn't work with it. You yeah. could tell the crowd basically, basically when people would piss is when there was a Sammy song though. It's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weird vibe to go from those two styles, even when they're yeah. even when Sammy now Sammy pl- doing Roth songs kind of worked, but. Here but and there, not here all and the there, time, not all there. the time. But if you can't do the reverse when they got a Roth guy oh, on stage, no, 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 no. So, uh, Luce, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm a big Covers and Fire fan. I wouldn't have you on if I wasn't, you know. So, and uh, you know, but you're also a good dude. And just thanks for coming on and, and put some shine here on Rock Strikes Ten. 
Sure, man. I, I appreciate you. It, it is, I've said before, you're one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. And anytime I want to listen to a podcast where somebody talks for two minutes and then plays a song, I listen to you. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll have you back soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, man. All right. That about wraps it up with my hang and talk with Loose Cannon of the Cobras and Fire podcast. And it was a good time. We played some good songs. And... You know, I hope you guys out there liked it. Before we get out of here and I get to the plugs, we'll just do a quick wrap-up of what you heard there. And, of course, if you liked what you heard, then please support it. Buy a physical product of it. Uh, if, if it's a local thing or it's coming to your town, buy the album directly at the show because the artist gets more money that way. Those kind of things. We started off with the great Denko Jones, I Think Bad Thoughts, from Below the Belt into the great Beastie Boys from the Paul's Boutique album we listened to Car Thief and then into Guns N' Roses Anything Goes from Appetite for Destruction there's a new 30th and change anniversary edition of that out there right now massive deluxe versions on CD and vinyl if you need to buy this album for the 12th time then there's a version out there for you a lot of neat bonus tracks too the bonus tracks are really good I'm not going to lie then into Turbo Negro, one of my favorite modern bands, with Hot for Nietzsche. Comes off their latest album, Rock and Roll Machine. Haven't checked it out yet, but I'm definitely going to, and I mean that. I'm going to give them a shot. I, I'm really down that Hank's not in the band anymore, but the guy actually sounded pretty good on this one. So Right into, of course, the iconic, just celebrated its birthday the other day as of this recording, Kiss Alive. We listened to the closing song from the original Kiss Alive, Let Me Go Rock and Roll should also be a radio staple in the same equality that frampton comes alive is celebrated with do you feel like we do and show me the way rock and roll all night and let me go rock and roll should be forever married in the pantheon of classic rock radio playlists then after kiss we get into some kid rock from devil without a cause and fist of rage uh, yes and i i did get the fist joke that uh, loose throughout there prior to the intro into the iconic alice cooper from the billion dollar babies album uh, a pick that uh which really threw me off i had to suggest to the great loose cannon but hey i, I knew it wasn't going to be easy from the word go so uh we did uh, billion dollar babies he picked unfinished sweet great representative of that five-star classic went into some quality modern rock and roll with glorious sons with godless graceless and young from the album young beauties and fools you can actually write that on a piece of paper and bleed into the album title from the song title which is what i just did <laughs> after that uh we did some uh underrated 90s stuff here with local h I guess uh, Luz might still say perfectly rated, but that was Local H with All the Kids Are Right from Pack Up the Cats, an album that is better than their successful album, As Good As Dead, according to Loose Cannon. I haven't done a top to bottom on either, but I guess I'm going to have to now. Thanks, man. And then we closed off with some Van Hagar from a, I guess, a mixtape that Luce had made back in his youth, 51812. That's what I'm going to call it officially. And uh, he picked Cabo Wabo. So yeah, it's it's never conventional. And you're always on your toes when it comes to Loose Cannon or Baco for that instance. Cobras and Fire, I love you guys. Uh, coming soon, hopefully we'll have Baco on to do his Desert Island at some point. That should be fun. He's already commissioned a theme episode for me to do. So now I got to do the Replacements Family Tree. Also listen for that coming soon. And where can you hear that? Well, 
Go to cnjradio.com for all 313 episodes of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes. While you're there, also check out the Synaptic Empire Radio, featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. And also, of course, the flagship show of cnjradio.com, Wrestling House Show, starring myself and my CNJ Radio partner, Chris. Got a monthly episode wrapping up the month of August. And it's a good time. If you're if you're a pro wrestling fan or an ex or a current pro wrestling fan and you wonder, hey, there's too much content, there's too much television that they put out, I can't possibly keep up. Wrestling House Show's got you covered. We take a month's worth of television and pretty much whittle it down to a really nice two to three hour quality supercard. So it's a can't miss. Also, episodes coming soon of Last Theater on the Left. We're definitely going to be doing some more stuff with that. And that's also a good time as well. That's Chris's show. He's the main guy behind it. And we've got some fun stuff. If you really enjoyed those Friday the 13th wrap-up shows, and, and check those out if you haven't. we got some more stuff planned. So, yeah, strap yourselves in. You know, cnjradio.com, we're going to be adding new shows too, hopefully at some point. So, this is the place to be. Last but not least... Extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro we played on every episode. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband, purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Alright, we're going to get the hell out of here. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun. <laughs>